Hello and welcome to the Surviving a Thriving podcast series. I'm your host, Casey Miller. So the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the knowledge that you need to become the CEO of your health and become the best version of yourself. I really truly believe this. The top three things that you would ever invest in in your life are going to be your health, who you surround yourself with, and acquiring more knowledge. If you continuously pour into these three cups, I promise you, your life will change dramatically for the better. Now, luckily, this podcast will pour into your health and knowledge, but if you want to surround yourself with like-minded people who will push you to win, go ahead and join our Surviving a Thriving community. We'd love to have you. The link is going to be below in the description. Before we get into our episode, I want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Legion Athletics. I've been in the game for a long time, and it's really hard to find supplements that you can trust while also tasting great. I believe Legion is a perfect mixture of the two. They're backed by science. Everything is clearly labeled on the bottle. And from my own personal experience... Everything does really do taste really great. So if you want to get your own Legion supplements, use the code THRIVINGON, one word, to get 20% off your first order and double reward points. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. And welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I have a guest. His name is Noel. He's one of our one-on-one clients, and he's been working with Coach Ellen for a little over six months. How long? Uh, since May, I want to say since May. May. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. So we're just going over just a little bit over six months. And the reason why we're having Noel on here is you'll see that we're starting to release a lot of our client stories. And the reason being, and I was explaining this to Noel is because a lot of people just release the before and after pictures and the outcome, but nobody ever really goes behind the scenes of the client of their story, like what they were struggling with, um, what does work for them, what didn't work for them, the ups and downs. So that way you get a clear picture of what it's like to achieve the goals that you want to uh, want to achieve. And hopefully by the end of the video, you're going to be able to take some really big rocks away, some tactics that you can apply in your life, um, some mindset shifts that you can you can apply to your life too. relating to somebody. We communicate in stories. That's how we are inspired. I know for me, uh, like in my journey, hearing other people's stories, achieving things gave me the courage to go after that. Did you ever experience that, Noel, too, where you hear somebody's um, story and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, definitely. Because hearing other people actually go through it and achieve something makes it more believable that you can achieve something too. Yeah. So guess what? You're going to doing that today. You're going to be the light in somebody else's <laughs> life and give some examples. Um, and so the big thing that Noel has achieved is like, we were talking about this. It was like, like, what are the big things that you achieve through all this? And he said, actually, and he's achieved a lot. He's ch- achieved a ton with coach Ellen. Um, and it just attests to his hard work and his, his like grittiness of just showing up and getting stuff done. And yes, he has lost 30 pounds, 30 pounds, which is fantastic, right? But the big things that you were talking about was you started to have a better relationship with food, especially with the holidays. Like you were actually enjoying it. You weren't anxious around it and you were able to maintain your progress and have that food freedom that a lot of people are going after, which we'll dive into with that. And also um, a big thing that Noel's goal is, is to perform better, be an athlete. And now he's seeing that he's becoming a more well-rounded athlete. I've, I've seen Noel, like, by the way, guys, we've known each other for quite some time. Back when I was in Arizona, I used to 
be a full-time athlete back in Arizona. I would be weightlifting. I would help out with coaching classes at the CrossFit gym. And he was at the same CrossFit gym. So I coached you a little bit, like some of the classes that you're in. We talked a lot. A couple of times. Yeah. A couple of times. And I saw like you lift in some heavy weight. You are strong, man. But now you're strong and well-rounded. Like, uh, yeah. We were just talking about it. You 10 pound PR in your deadlift, 15 pound PR in your snatch. Uh, what else? Is there anything um, else? I forget if it's 10 or 15 pounds, but I also PR'd my uh, squat clean. Um, oh, yeah. I think I hit 285 a few months ago. <laughs> just a little bit. 285. Just, That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Man, dude, you're strong and now you're running as well as becoming a more well-rounded athlete, which was the big thing. You're putting a lot of effort in the gym and you're want, wanting that return. You're wanting to feel like yeah. the effort that you're putting in, which is a big thing for a lot of athletes. And so like just attesting to, yes, the physical changes are amazing, but there's more to it. There's more to life and, and you're reaping the benefits of your hard work, which is fantastic. But um. Before we go into like the nitty gritties, I just want to give the listeners a little bit of a background of like, what was life like before thriving on? Like what, what was going on? So I've always been heavy, always been uh, overweight as a kid, even, um, and about to sound like I'm about to knock on my parents, but I'm not, uh, my dad's always been a very fit individual, very like you know, when I get older, I want to be like him. Um, always been on calisthenics and aesthetics um, to the point that there were a few times where we'd even go out for dessert and he'd tell me to try to stay at the sugar-free or the fat-free stuff. Um, so always been overweight. I've always been heavier, um, but always enjoyed sports. So uh, high school was probably the point where I started to lose some more weight, get a bit more healthy. I was playing football. I was wrestling and I was playing some tennis. Great. After high school, though, I didn't have those things. So I started gaining some weight again. Uh, found a little motivation to start uh, powerlifting. Uh, started to get uh, fit again until the point that I was starting to get injured. And I would stop lifting. Uh, but unfortunately, I would keep eating as if I was still lifting and working out. So again, gaining the weight back. Um, Started doing CrossFit uh, a few years after that, and since then, it's really just been ups and downs of uh, weight and ability and strength and this and that, and there was hardly any real consistencies, like, um, as far as the, the weight goes and all of that, it really just became about trying to get back down to what I consider to be a good weight and a good um, athletic body. And so for a few years leading into uh, when I would eventually join Thriving On, um, I was consistently dieting. I don't think I ever gave myself a break from, you know, from a dieting phase. I, I didn't have a phase. I just had a dieting life. Yeah. Um, I would consistently eat 15, 1800 calories a day, maybe if that, um, and I still wasn't losing the weight and I couldn't get it. Um, you know, and strength wise, my numbers would stay about the same, um, athletic wise, nothing would really change. And so that's kind of where we were, uh, early last year. And, you know, when I had the opportunity to join up, I was like, 
you know, I'm going to do this. If I'm going to do it, then I need to do it how they're telling me to do it because I've tried everything else on my own. So I I really just got to give my all in what they're doing and what they're saying. Yeah. That's awesome. And okay. So with that being said, I want to touch base with the relationship with food too, right? Because that was one of the big outcomes that you were talking about where it's like, Hey, my relationship with food was really great. Do you mind going a little bit more in depth with your relationship with food? Yeah. Um, with me and food, it became about, I was one of those people for a while that would, uh, coincide, you know, eating with good feelings. And so I know that there was those seasons that of my weight gain where that would happen, where, um, you know, I may starve myself for most of the day, but when I did eat, I would eat a huge amount and that's when I would feel my best. And it was always this like terrible foods. Um, there were even periods where I would, um, eat like a whole pizza on my own. Uh, but that was the only thing I ate that day um, because I thought, well, that's the balance, right? I can eat this, but shouldn't eat anything else. Um, and then even just because we just went through it, the holidays, I would restrict myself on what I could eat or how much. Um, I'd, either for me, food was either um, a way to feel better not necessarily about myself, just overall feel better or food was flat out the enemy. And I know that's not what it's intended to be. It's intended to be, you know, fuel for our lives. And, but even though I knew that I still wasn't living that. So yeah, it was either one of those two extremes, either it was a way to feel good or it was the enemy. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm relating so hard to this right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a, it's a battle, man. Like obviously there are times like we were talking about before the holidays, there's, there's times where we can, I like to say, be a little bit trash panda ish, just Mm -hmm. a little, because we're allowed (laughs) to live our life. But when we are using food to cope with our emotions, uh, to get that quick dopamine hit, that's where it's, it's a poor relationship with food. It, It becomes a destructive relationship and it's easier said than done just saying, Hey, I'm just now gonna, do that. Like, that's like, Hey, like I'm going to be a whole nother person the next day. It's like, it doesn't work that yeah. way. And it's it can be very frustrating trying to make those promises to yourself and falling short. Um, and so let's go into, okay. So my next question is what, like, and, and I'm really curious about this because we've known each other for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. And what was like the, the thing that made you click of like, yeah, like I, I need thriving on, was there something that stood out to you? For me, it was how differently you guys seem to approach it. It wasn't just here's because I've done, you know, nutrition programs in the past. Most of the times, especially like the cookie cutter ones, will just give you a list of macros to follow and they'll adjust those whether you're losing or gaining weight, um, completely focused on the scale and really nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, going into it and having my first few months actually be reverse dieting was so weird to me. Cause I was like this, this completely opposite of what I thought it should be. You know, I, I wanted the number on the scale to, to go down, but you're making me eat almost twice as much as what I've been eating for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, the very idea that we're not just going after the weight loss. We're going after 
a lifestyle change. We're going after what life should be mm-hmm. um, was really cool. And that's, that really just kept me in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole idea of I've tried doing it my way for so long. I need to at least do it your, you know, like coach's way, your guys' way for at least the time that I signed up for it and give it a real shot. And that since I was in it, I just wanted to do that. It was like, give it a real shot. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, I always say this is, is if you always have one foot out the door, you're never going to succeed. You're always looking for excuse out, a scapegoat, anything. Like if anything is going to succeed, you have to have two feet in the door. You have to be a hundred percent in. Otherwise you can't say if something did or did not work. Right. Right. So like putting both feet in the door, like taking action, I think that's a commonality amongst most people that are very successful in whatever they want, like whether it's um, diving into their health and wanting to see the outcomes that they want, or let's say finances or business or whatever have it. It's, it's those that go both feet in. And also the next thing is like taking action, imperfect action. Yeah. Because right? nobody's perfect. Everybody's, you have to be willing to suck at something in order to get good at something. Right. So, okay. And then for those of you that are listening, he did mention something called reverse dieting. So um, this is something that we can dive a little bit more into. Keep listening. We'll, we'll talk about the reverse dieting, the process and how that fit in. But just so you know, it's a, it's a non-negotiable part of the process to like our big thing is that we want our people to like, yes, be leaner, but be stronger because muscle mass, um, that's where you get the lean look. But that also is what helps build confidence. It keeps you healthy. It keeps you independent. It keeps you being able to have a very long, healthy life as well. That's our big goals. Our clients not only should we see the results, but both mentally and physically, they need to be better than when they started. So we'll go a little bit more into that. But so let's go into, um, okay, we started, we joined it, joined with Ellen. Okay. And one of the first things that we do with our clients is, is awareness. That's always the first step of like, okay, what is actually holding Noel back? Because what's holding Noel back isn't going to be what holds me back or anybody. Right. So what are the big things? Like, I know the background of it, but I just want to hear from your perspective of like, what do you, what were the big things that you and Ellen identified as your big things that were holding you back? Well, when it came to relationship with food, uh, it really came down to seeing it for what it is, seeing food as, you know, whatever you're putting in, it's going to affect you in your everyday life. But at the same time, you can't be afraid of it. You can't be seeing it as the wrong thing. You know, it's not wrong to have, um, you know, a sweet here and there, especially if you're craving, or it's not uh, wrong to, you know, simply have your cravings. Uh, it, it basically just comes down to you need to be able to replace that when it's needed, when you've got a certain goal in time. Let every kind of let everything have its time. Mm-hmm. Um, like we just had the holidays, obviously everyone's going to have a ton more sweets, a ton more snacking, everything else. But if you're like in a phase where you're leaning out a little bit more, maybe replace those sugars, uh, with some more fruit or something a little bit more on the organic side, but don't let yourself go hungry just so you can have those sweets. So you can have those snacks, yeah. um, you know, just overall making sure that whatever you're doing is um, propelling you towards the goal that of whatever season or phase that you're in, um, you know, and just, yeah, it, it was just a different mindset from what I had been living in the last few years of just, well, I'm not getting results I want, so I'm just going to keep restricting myself. No, yeah. let's, let's take this slow. Let's find out what is working. And if it's not, 
let's see how we can adjust. You know, mm-hmm. we'll make the tiny, like, um, I, the first example that came to mind is like a snatch, one of the most technical lifts out there. It's the smallest little things that'll either throw you off or make you get the lift. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same thing here. The smallest uh, tweaks can help you either get that goal or, you know, bring you further away. But if you recognize it, you can get back on the path to actually getting closer. Yeah, exactly. That imperfect action. Like mm-hmm. the only time that you ever lose is when you don't do anything or you keep doing the same thing that you already know is not working. Right. right? Like uh, imperfect action. Like you learn what not to do. Great. You get better from that. You learn, you do the right thing. You keep getting better from that. You don't lose. The yeah. only time that you lose is, is if you quit. Right. Yeah. So I love that. So, it, okay. So one was like poor relationship with food, right? There was a lot of labeling things good or bad. Um, a lot of coping with our emotions with that. And so that was something that was, that was like like holding back the foundation so that way we could actually create the progress and keep it and actually enjoy it. Right. So, um, I know off the top of my head, we were talking about how you were like treating life like it was a diet. It was just like a, a, like a dieting was a lifestyle. Right. And so you were talking about going through reverse dieting. So one of the other things is that we had to fix your metabolism for you to be able to see results because you were eating very little for you and your activity level. Like, what did you say? Like 16, 1800 calories somewhere in that range. Yeah. So I, I don't think I touched 2000 in a while. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so little calories for somebody who is so active like you. And yeah. so that's like, and it's all relative. Like, like how many calories you should be eating is dependent on the person for you. That was very little. And so, and you were still weren't seeing the results that you're looking for. So coach Ellen and you had to, like, you're like, ah, instant gratification dopamine hit let's go into calorie deficit let's see the weight on the scale go down and (laughs) and ellen's like nope we've got a reverse diet so um before i want to ask you some questions about the reverse dieting process because that does mess with people's heads so i just want to get your perspective on the process too but just for those that are listening um give you a little bit more of a a background is when you do have a poor metabolism which Honestly, 90% of people coming into our door does have a poor metabolism because it's very much a similar mindset of like, if I just eat less and move more, that's just going to fix all my nutrition problems. But we never really take in consideration that one, our metabolism adapts, it will slow down to accommodate how little of calories that you're eating. It'll be very, it'll become very efficient on very little calories. So now you're eating so little sooner or later, your body's going to get used to it and it's no longer going to work. And also your food is more than just like feel goods or calories in versus calories out. It's also key nutrients that your body needs in order to build muscle, have good internal health. Um, And like, if you know me, I talk about a lot of how, like how you treat your body really does affect your mindset, your mental clarity, your, your readiness to create change, your motivation, everything. So now we're in this position of like, kind of like almost working against your body. So in order to fix that, you have to go in what's called reverse dieting. And so reverse dieting is a strategic way to increase your metabolism over a period of time. So that way you minimize the amount of fat gain and actuality, like maximize the amount of muscle gain during that time. So you may see the weight on the scale, but if you do it correctly, you'll see that your body composition will start changing. Your internal health will start changing. Your mindset will start changing. You'll actually start building muscle mass. And then now when you have your metabolism nice and high, now you're ready to actually start going to a dieting phase and it doesn't fucking suck. Because if you, we, we kept you at 1800 calories, if you wanted to keep losing weight, we'd have to bring you down to like 
14 to 1500 calories and like 1400 yeah. calories is a recommended intake of a toddler. Like morally, I would never do that to you, Noel. That would have sucked. Your relationship with food would have gotten Appreciate that. so much worse. And like you, you in the gym would be like, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. So the answer has to be reverse dieting. Right. So, but a lot of times it screws with people's minds. It's screwed with my mind so much. The thought, like thinking I have to eat more, like, I'm going to get fat. Like all these, like all these, like the narrative that we create when we're really scared. So can you go over, um, like your experience of going through a reverse diet, like the ups and downs of that? Yeah. Um, so the reverse diet, yeah, it completely blew my mind as far as what food and my, what my body would do with it. Because Mm -hmm. like I said, I went into the program thinking, you know what, I've done what, I thought I should do for the past couple of years, I need to do what they're doing. I need to do what they're saying and what they're recommending. Um, so when I was told to start eating, you know, the 2,600 cows or more and we kept climbing, it definitely was like, well, I don't want to be gaining all this weight. That's the exact opposite of what I wanted. But a few weeks in, um, doing the reverse diet, eating all I was, and I was only gaining maybe a pound or two. And then after a few weeks after that, I was just kind of maintaining. It completely just boggled my mind. I'm like, so I could have been eating all this just to maintain my weight as it is now. Like I kind of got mad at myself because all these years of restricting myself or restricting my food intake and really, if I just wanted to maintain, I could have just eaten, you know, all of this and I would have been good. Um, so, yeah, that's when I started to see that happen. And it was within that time that I started to see some um, some gains as far as uh, strength goes, because I was actually feeding myself. Um, that's when I was like, OK, there's obviously something to this. Let's keep going, because, you know, me and coach Ellen had been talking throughout that time. It's like, we're prepping my body for the diet phase for the loss of weight. Um, and you know, I just got to keep through this at this point and I'll get to the point that where I'll get the results that I want from this, but for now, just try to stay patient. A hundred percent. And uh, by the way, guys, usually when you go through a reverse sighting phase, like more than likely you will see some increase in the weight in the scale, but it doesn't always mean that it's fat, right? It could be muscle mass. Like no, no, well, you were getting strong as fuck. <laughs> and it, uh, also you have to think, okay, you have to think logically. Sometimes when the weight on the scale goes up, it's actually water weight. For one gram of carbohydrate that you eat, you hold on to four grams of water. That's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of that water can go to essential things that your body needs to thrive and to your muscles and fill it up and you look more jacked and you're lifting more weights and you stay hydrated and you perform better. So like, that's not a bad thing to see the weight on the scale go up. And another thing is, is that I'm sure did Ellen talk about eating more like fruits and vegetables, more voluminous foods to help with like gut health and things like that. Yeah, completely. That was one of the big things because there were a few, when we got up to 2,800 to 3,000 calories, like that range, I was having trouble meeting that. Um, And so, yeah, we definitely had those talks of, you know, try getting some more of this in your diet, some more fruits and veggies, some more stuff Mm -hmm. that's going to help get you and keep you full throughout the day. Um, 
and just try to meet, you know, that, that range um, so that we can see the results that we want to see. Yeah, exactly. And so while you're eating more fruits and vegetables or more voluminous food for you to be more satiated and also like support, just like getting more nutrients in your body, fiber, all these different things that are key parts of just being healthy, you're putting more physical weight of food in your tummy than before when you were like, sorry. So it's like, oh, I'm not gaining fat. Like I'm just like actually feeding my body and it's doing what it needs to do. Like some, I know for me, like I did, as soon as I heard that, I was like, you mean I've been freaking out about what my body needed the whole time? Like I thought this whole time I was gaining fat. <laughs> like yeah. I was working with the coach and they're like, yeah, you've been like freaking out for no reason. I was like, okay. <laughs> like it seems yeah. so simple. But again, like when you're coming from a place of constantly saying that you need to eat less and move more, like starving yourself to achieve any goal, whether it's performing better, looking better naked, trying to be healthier, like it's like it boggles your mind that something so simple can be so impactful. Um, is there anything else where you were like trying to do something before, but you notice that once you start working with Ellen, you're like, Oh no, that's not working. We need to fix this. Is there anything else that you can think of? Um, I'd say probably with my hydration, she just gave me some more tips and, mm. um, conversations in regards to how to get and stay hydrated. Mm. Um, one little trick that we went through was even just putting a little, salt within my water not so much that you taste it but just enough to get it in there to get a little mm -hmm. more electrolytes in there i was like yeah. huh that's not something i would think of because when you think salt water you think of any time you got splashed in the face in the beach or something <laughs> so yeah yeah that, yeah that was never a thought that occurred to me to even try yeah 100 um, percent. so Dude, yeah it uh my favorite is actually element uh, uh lmnt so it's like a lot oh, of sodium yeah. but it's flavored i okay fully admitting this i'm a child when it comes to my water like i won't drink water unless it tastes yummy <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just a child um I, i've tried so much but it's kind of like okay sooner or later you gotta work smarter not harder and just like work with your brain and trick yourself into actually doing something uh yeah. so i drink element tea have you ever had that i haven't i've been wanting to try it but i do i grab like noon or uh, liquid iv from the store or those are really uh, good too one of the big supplements I follow is um, Podium. So they have like some hydration supplements okay. as well. And I love their yeah. flavors. So, Ooh, yes. And, and the big thing is, is that like hydration, something that I've learned, um, hydration impacts your performance and your mental clarity just as much as your food. Like 2% oh, yeah. dehydration completely make or break your performance in the gym and across a competition as an athlete. Um, but it also can really like, most people are like, I have headaches. I have zero energy. I'm so moody. I'm like, drink some water. Stop drinking coffee. Drink some water. That'll fix it all. I promise. Stop being dehydrated. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So like, it's like little things like hydration, um, like making sure that you're eating enough every single day, fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. But it's also the bigger rocks too. It's like fixing my metabolism, yeah. rethinking about how I'm supposed to be feeling my body, my, my relationship with food and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. So we identified and that and everything like that. Uh, and some of the things that you helped fix that was like making sure that you're working on the moderation of food, giving yourself permission to eat the foods without going overboard. Also working on like that, that perspective of food is fuel rather than my security blanket. Like I like, uh, that's right. what usually that's some of the things that I'm working on is like food is not my security blanket. Feel my emotions. Food is my fuel. 
go on a walk instead. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> um, and then from there, uh, adding more fruits and vegetables and things like that. So we do that to create a solid foundation. So that way you are ready to diet, right? Which you did mm-hmm. go, you, are you currently at the tail end of your dieting phase right now? Uh, I was at the end of that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, but that definitely helped get me ready for that diet phase, like learning yeah. how to replace the foods that might you know bump up that calorie intake with more fruits and vegetables that are just going to help keep me full um while also keeping me within that range so that was awesome going into a calorie deficit so you uh, like i just want to give guys uh, people a perspective so you reverse dieted what was your maintenance calories uh 2800 okay cool three i believe so that range, 28 yeah. to 3,000, right? And yeah. then so to start losing weight, where did you go down to? Went down 1,800 to 21,000. Okay, cool. So what you were eating before and you weren't seeing any results, all of a sudden you went back down there and now you saw results. Oh, yeah. Instead of going they, down to 4,000. They came pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, it's how you do it that matters. The calorie deficit is a calorie deficit, but like, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it the crappy way and eat like a toddler or do you want to do it right and be able to live your life while doing it? Okay. So like going down in a calorie deficit, some of the things that really helped you during the calorie deficit was, uh, like again, when you go in a calorie deficit, you should be hungry guys. You should, if you're not, eh, it's a problem. You probably shouldn't be in a calorie deficit just yet. And so within that, some of the things that you do have to do to stay consistent is make sure that you're staying satiated. So one of the really great ways to do that is making sure that you're making more volume swaps. I like to call it. I don't really know. Hmm. This is usually what I just call it. It's like volume swaps. So if you're really hungry and you have very little on your plate and it doesn't fill up your belly, you're going to get hungry again really fast. But let's say that you have uh, like, let's say ground beef and white rice that doesn't stay in your system very long. It doesn't fill you up. So you can make a volume swap of like, instead of white rice, you do like sweet potatoes. They're lower calorie, very voluminous. They have a lot of fiber in it. And then you can also add a bunch of broccoli and then you can add a bunch of like leaner protein, but add more to it and add like a a dollop of avocado. And it could be probably the same amount of calories just because you just made those swaps. But now you got a big old heaping plate of food and you're like, damn, I'm losing weight while eating all this food. This is amazing. Right. Like those little tweaks would be really awesome for a lot of people to help them be more consistent. Was there anything else that you ran into during a, a dieting phase that was like, hey, like this was like a hurdle and this is how we overcame it? During the diet phase, it not so much with the diet phase. By that point, it was really kind of, you know, I'm letting go of the wheel here and just kind of going with what's being told to me because obviously this is working. Um, and for me, it was really just making sure I had my eye on the prize, you know, mm. just making sure that, um, the results that I wanted to see now that we are actively working towards those, mm. let's keep working on that because this, you know, I might be restricting myself a little bit, but this isn't forever, you know, eventually this diet phase will end, I'll go back to a maintenance and maybe I'll have some of those more of those foods that maybe I've been craving or I've been uh, wanting, you know, this phase is just that it's a phase it'll pass. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a means to get to a goal. And then 
obviously not looking to go back to where I was, but at least maintain where I've come. Yeah. That's amazing. It's like, it's like that mindset shift. It's no longer a lifestyle. It's a phase yeah. and you'll get yeah. on the other side. Um, do you, like for a lot of people, um, bring, like reminding themselves of the, the why you're talking about the prize, right? I don't think I ever asked you this question yet. Um, knowing your why is really important because life will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Shit will hit the fan. You'll lose motivation. And so knowing your why and being very specific and having a powerful why is what you need to pull out of your back pocket when things do get tough because it will happen and self-sabotage will come in. We're human mm -hmm. beings. We're emotional. We're not robots. We're never going to be perfect. That's why having like a support system, a coach in your corner holds you accountable. Your big why it, right in front of your face the whole time to keep you going. Do you mind me asking what the big why is here? For me, my big why for anything that I do is really just, I want to be my absolute best self. You know, um, we've talked about before and it's come up that um, the big frustrating thing with me and my weight management has been that I've been told, you know, I'm a fairly good athlete. You know, I went through football, went through wrestling, went through a couple of different sports, enjoy sports. I enjoy being active, but because of my weight, I could never actually live out as good as I thought that I could be. Um, you know, it's not just, activity and weight and everything it's also um intelligence also uh, emotional it's also all these different areas of life i just want to be my absolute best if there's a better area or a better level to achieve to i want to get there mm -hmm. same physically and that really is the why for me is there's always a way to improve i just want to see if i can get there yeah that's amazing Oh my goodness. I love hearing people's whys. It gives me chills. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's always wonderful to hear. It's, it's, it's more than just a before and after picture. This yeah. is like impacts everything, um, of our whole life. Right. Um, and I also know that there's like a special event coming up soon <laughs> for you. Oh, Do you mind sharing one, that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so last May, uh, I actually asked my now fiance to get yeah. married and so this may we are doing just that <laughs> you get married in may Yay! i'm so excited for you um i saw you posting like dope pictures i think it was you and your girlfriend of like before and after and seeing that transition right yeah. that's freaking amazing and yeah. oh and you got engagement photos exact too close exact same close too oh my yeah. gosh and you got engagement photos too i creeped mm -hmm. on them and they're really pretty <laughs> like, i love them so much um you can tell that i'm just like a, a big mushball <laughs> i love those things so much so um okay so here here's another question for you i've got i got two more things i want to do before wrapping it up if that's okay with you the first question sure. is is that the i think for a lot of people the biggest hurdle is taking that leap of faith and investing in themselves Right. And yeah. whether it's like the time or in a coach or anything like that. So, and I'm sure that, did you struggle with that too? Like kind of like that resistance of like diving in and just investing in yourself, getting a coach and getting oh, that yeah. help. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And so I'm sure that there's a lot of other people that are struggling with the same thing. So do you mind like sharing like what, if somebody was in that situation in front of you? And it was like, I, I'm just struggling, man. And I don't know, like, what would you tell them right now? I mean, when it comes to that, if 
one of the best quotes I ever heard is that if I'm the problem, I'm the solution. Um, the reason for that is because although it may sound like it might be negative, it's actually one of the most positive things out there. Um, I bring that up for this because if you don't do it now, one, when are you going to do it? Well, really, that's the only question. When are you going to do it? Because there's no one that can do it for you. Um, you know, if you go to the gym and you're relying on a particular coach, no one that that is going to have no effect on your life whatsoever. If you're going to go um, anywhere, do something and relying on a person, it's not going to do it for you. And it's actually one of the things that made me jump into uh, into this program was because, in my opinion, some of the best ones out there are the ones that show you show you how to do it and show you how not to rely on the program or on the coach. Um, and really, that's what brought my I can't think of a better word than faith to go ahead and take that step and walk into it because I had noticed that you know and I had this opportunity to join it was like if I don't do this now I really don't know when I'm going to and so it really just became about do it see where it goes you know do what's being prescribed and if not you've only lost, you know, six months or so, and you can try to find something that works. And if it works, then, hey, you've got a blueprint and a foundation to keep doing what you're doing throughout that time. Fuck yes. This makes me so happy. <laughs> yes, it's 100% true. Like, I hate it. I like, Okay, don't get me wrong. Like, Noel, when you leave, I'm going to be sad because I enjoy you. I love you being part of the community. You're just a phenomenal person to work with. I, I've talked to with Coach Allen multiple times, and she's just like, this dude is amazing to work with. He just keeps showing up. He keeps just keep he just like, that's a big thing. It's just showing up. You, you've got grit. You keep doing things. You don't take no for an answer. You always find a solution. And with that being said, I will be sad when you leave. But I am extremely proud, and that's what I want for our clients. Like, I want to be kicking you out of the nest when you are ready. I don't want you here forever. We're going to be – you can always stay with the community. You'll always have a family, but go fly. Like, you just work super hard. You, like, reap the benefits. Be able to do that. Become the CEO of your health and have that confidence that you can do this on your own for the rest of your life. That's the purpose. Yeah. Right? So I'm really happy for you, Noel. Um, my My last question, just to wrap it up, is – is there anything like any final notes that you want to tell people out there if they're struggling with right now, struggling to believe in themselves, struggling in 2024, anything that comes to mind? I mean, when it comes to believing in yourself, you really have to give yourself the opportunity to either succeed or fail. The, the issue is that so many times we get scared to try a program, try um, a Days or try a lifestyle, try these things when in reality we don't know how it's going to affect us. You know, this it could be the absolute greatest thing of your life, but if you don't take that step, you'll never find out. Um, you know, we just entered a new year. This is the point that most everyone, if not everyone, takes that chance, um, you know, and go with it with the mindset that you're going to give it everything you've got. Don't go into it expecting you know the the world when you've been living a certain way for so many years and you're only trying it for maybe a month or so 
no, give it a time, see what happens in the time you give it. And if you're giving it your all, then really, I mean, it's cliche, but you'll get back what you put into it. Um, you know, and if you go into that, that mindset, you probably outlast the people who join the gym for the first three months and then they're gone by that point. Um, and hopefully it just, it does, hopefully it does what you're hoping it does. If not, then only lost a little time and can easily try to find something that will work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. So basically shoot your shot. Yeah. Get that chance. Take action. Exactly. Invest in yourself. <laughs> You're worth it. Oh, getting on a big motivational thing. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, just yesterday, we didn't even talk about this beforehand. Um, I've got like rope burns on my ankle. Cause for the first time I did six full rope climbs and I was doing five uh, consistent uh, bodyweight pull-ups, like for my very last set, because we were doing pull-ups for a strength portion. My last set was five bodyweight pull-ups without any bands. Never done that before. It was a struggle, but I did it. Oh my and gosh. At, soon after that, I was climbing, I forget how tall they are, but I was climbing the rope all the way to the top. Did it six times, and then the rest of the time, remainder of the time, I only had to go halfway or I could only go halfway, but it's way more than I was able to do before. Oh, fuck yes. This makes me so excited. I love this. I love this. I, I, I love non-scale wins like even more. Like when people are like, I'm getting strong. Like I'm living my life. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, that's where I live. I love yeah. that. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much, Noel, for joining in and telling your story. I yeah. really do believe that anybody's listening to this will take a lot of really great tactics to apply to their life. Um, and I'm, I'm just want to say, I really appreciate you being very authentic and open about everything. Um, it's not easy to talk about this period in front of other people. Yeah. It it's, um, I just want to say that you're inspiring a lot of people. You're the being the light in other people's lives. I, I promise you just going through this. I'm like, people are going to get inspired by this. And I hope that if you're listening to this, take action, shoot your shot, go after it. Yeah. Um, whether it's through another program or a coach that you really relate to, if you like thriving on, you want to shoot your shot with us too. We're more than, uh, more than happy to have you part of the thriving on family. Um, but besides that, just do something in 2024, do something different than what you've already done. Don't fall for another diet culture, BS cookie cutter program, do it the right way. And you will reap the benefits, uh, especially if you put both feet dive head first, go after it. Right? Oh, yeah. So uh, to wrap it up, uh, if you are looking to take a little bit of action and thriving on uh, this, uh, take a little bit of action in 2024, join our Surviving a Thriving Facebook group. We put free stuff out there, epic community. We're going to be throwing out some really dope life trainings of just common questions people are asking, common problems that you guys are running into. So you can get free information there. If that's how you take action, I don't care. You're welcome to the Surviving a Thriving family. If you're looking to join the Thriving On team, all you got to do is go in the show notes below. All the links are back there. Just apply. We'll jump on a call to make sure this is a good fit. Um, and if it is, we'll hit the ground running. But other than that, Noel, thank you so much. And for those of you that are listening to the very end of the podcast, I appreciate the crap out of you. Coming in, listen to little old me and listen to Noel's story. We appreciate you so much. Other than that, until next time.